Lord, we thank you today for the songs that have been sung thus far. Thank you for prayers that have been prayed. Thank you, O oh Lord, for words of encouragement and giving. And now we've come to a very solemn place in this service today when we open the book of life and examine its contents. We know that in your word, Lord, there is life, and there is liberty, and there is peace, and there is deliverance and salvation. We know, O oh God, that you do great things when your word is preached. You do miraculous things when your word goes forth and you've promised that it will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish the purpose that you've sent it. God, you know the purpose for sending this message today. You know who in this service needs the contents of this message. And I ask you to touch us today, O Lord, with the leadership. Give us an unction from the Holy One that we might speak with grace and with truth. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. We are living in one of the greatest times to be alive that is in recorded history. There's more technology available to people to make life better than there ever has been on the face of the earth. Life is easier because we have so much technology and so many things that make life uh, really better for every one of us. Most of you rode over here in an air-conditioned car. Uh, there are people in the early history of this church that came in a horse and buggy. There are people that walked to church uh, in our history long years ago. In the very early years, there were people that walked to get to church. And uh, we have many advantages. There is the possibility now of reaching the whole world with the gospel of Jesus. It was probably not possible until just a generation or maybe our generation now that television and the internet and all the things that we have at our disposal that uh, we can use to spread the gospel. And we know the Word of God says that Jesus would not come back until this gospel be preached into all the world. And in our lifetime, that has come to be a reality, that you can stand anywhere on earth and speak to somebody else anywhere on earth in a live transmission. That's boggling. If you would have told my granddad years ago that you can stand in front of a camera in Anniston, Alabama, and talk and preach to a person in China, he would have laughed at you. That would have been so preposterous and so impossible. But today that's true. We're even now talking about living on another planet and going and inhabiting another one because at some point they think we're going to make this one so bad that you won't want to live on it. So in our going to other planets, we're discovering that some of them have something that we've got a lot of. And some of them don't have any of what we've got a lot of. And that is water. And water is necessary for life. Did you know that clouds are just water? Just moisture? That's what clouds really are. In fact, you can't have a cloud without moisture. You know how clouds uh, really form? They form as just a, it requires a speck of dust. And then the moisture begins to collect around it and eventually becomes a cloud as it grows in moisture and holds moisture. Clouds are necessary because without 
clouds, it wouldn't rain. And if it didn't rain, you couldn't raise crops and we couldn't eat. So something as basic as clouds uh, are so necessary that we can't get by without them. We can't live without them. And when the Bible talks about clouds, we discover that God speaks out of a cloud. We know that God rides upon the clouds. We know that God rolls out the heavens every morning. We know that God is clothed in a cloud. So it's necessary that we understand what clouds are all about spiritually. There's a great scripture. It's in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Now you know what chapter 11 is all about, don't you? No. God's hall of faith is in chapter 11, starting with uh, Adam and going all through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and going on through, through Jephthah. In fact, the Bible gets to a, a verse down there where it says, all of these, all of these, open or they shut the mouths of lions, they put alien armies to flight, they were sawn asunder, they were destroyed by pestilence, and talks about all of them, and he said, and these all died in faith. All died in faith. Faith, that substance of things hoped for and that evidence of things not seen. In chapter 12, then, after talking about all of those people, that tremendous catalog of people that had walked by faith, that had uh, followed the Lord's word and his commandments, kept his commandments, and, and worshiped with all their heart, and came down to a time when they passed. And then in 12, chapter 12, he said, Wherefore? Wherefore? Evidently, that links what he's about to say with what he just said, because he's putting a compound uh, word there that connects the two passages. When it says, wherefore, or on the basis of what I just said, wherefore, seeing then, as we are compassed about with such a great, great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Your King James says, besets us. And let us run with perseverance the race that has been marked out for us. Well, we've got a revelation there, and then we've got an exhortation. We've got a revelation in the fact that he says we are compassed about, we are enveloped, we are clothed, as it were, clothed with parabolis as the uh, Hebrew word, the Greek word uh, for cloud is to be wrapped up and clothed and to be closed in. Seeing then are we in, are clothed with such a cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off. Now who are these witnesses? We know that the Lord intends for every one of us to be a witness, doesn't He? He intends for every one of us in this house uh, to be a witness. We remember the... He said, ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and unto the Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
It is God's will that you be a witness, and you are. Thank you. You are a witness. Now, the longer I'm convinced you're not getting this, the longer I'm going to preach. You need to act like you're getting it, or we'll be here a couple hours. I'm just kidding. A cloud of witnesses is that innumerable host of people that have gone before us, that they are disembodied. In other words, their soul and their spirit is separated now from their body. Their body, we carried out to a cemetery somewhere and deposited it in Mother Earth, but the real person is part of that cloud. Who is in your cloud? In this cloud, that, in other words, in order to become a part of the cloud, there's got to be water involved and, and combined with the dust. You know, the Bible says, Dust thou art, and to dust thou shalt return. Then how does my dustiness become a part of the cloud of witnesses. How? You add water to it. The Bible said, for by one baptism are we all baptized into Christ. All of us have passed through the water as dust in order to become a part of the cloud. So then this great cloud of witnesses it's not only those that are in heaven, but also those that are still here on earth that just have not transitioned yet to become the cloud. You're still, glory to God, a witness here on this earth, and that witness will change to a cloud when you make your change. Glory to God. Pastor, you're going to have to preach a long time just to explain what you just said to me. That I am a part of that cloud right now? Yes. Every one of us are witnessing right now. The fact that you came to church today is part of your witness. The fact that you prayed a prayer here this morning is part of your witness. The fact that you stood up here and sung these songs today, that's part of your witness. The fact that you went in that Sunday school class and taught your lesson is part of your testimony, your witness. You're getting the picture, aren't you? Your witness is the influence that you have on others for God. Wow. And that influence here on this earth encourages all of us as fellow believers to encourage one another, to lift up one another. That's what coming together for church is all about. That's what coming together in a Sunday school class is about, is to gather together people in like faith, and they celebrate the goodness of God, and it encourages each of them to continue on running the race. So a powerful witness for God is encouragement to run the race. Keep running the race. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. 
Don't resign. Don't turn in your papers. Don't withdraw, but stay in the race. Stay in the race. And if something is hindering you from running the race, what do you say do with it? That sin that does so easily beset us, that one that's a problem for you, that besetting one, that one that kills everything that you would do that would be good and right is killed by one thing, that one sin, that the sin. What is the sin and the sin? Not the sins, but the sin. There's one, that one sin that doth so easily beset us, that one above all others that's hardest for you to deal with. Well, listen how quiet it is. Lay aside, now that we're surrounded by the cloud, let us throw off, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us or captures us so that we can't run. Tied up people can't run. Entangled people can't run. So is there there's something in your life, in your testimony, in your witness, how people know you, how people watch your life, how people observe you as you run the race? Is there something that is besetting, something that is entangling, that's kindering you from running in the race? He said then, you lay that aside yourself. Don't, don't go to some miracle worker. You do it yourself. Don't look for some super-duper whooper-whopper to do it for you. Do it yourself. You do it yourself. I can't do that. Now, the reason it's a big, Pastor, is I can't do anything with it. Yes, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. To say that I can't do it, I can't overcome it, is to say the blood of Jesus is not sufficient. It's to say that Calvary is not applicable to my life. To come to the conclusion that, that you can't do anything about the sin that so easily besets you. And it may be some habit, it may be some, some, something in your, in your spiritual life or in your physical life. I don't know. It didn't identify it. It just said the sin that does so easily entangle us. And I'm sitting where you are. I'm putting us all in the same group and saying to us, seeing then, therefore, seeing then, as we've got this cloud going on, he said, let us throw off everything that disqualifies us from the race. Praise God. That means we've got to deal with everything negative that would be in our way and keep us from running that race with patience. I love to watch the clouds, don't you? I love to look around and watch them move. I found out that clouds, they carry things. Did you know that? They don't know that, Brother Ford. I got to tell them. What does clouds carry? Well, where there's rain, you got wet yesterday, didn't you? 
It was a cloud that carried that rain. And sometimes there's various forms of that moisture. Sometimes it's ice. But a cloud brought it. It may be wind that will huff and puff and blow your house down. Wind, clouds carry with them numerous things. Clouds are also carried by things. Sometimes things move clouds around. They're called tornadoes, hurricanes. How many of you have looked on your screen and you've seen the screen in that large circle out there in the Gulf. And you said, whoo, hope that thing don't come this way. Because you know the destruction that is in that wind that can reach speeds of 175 miles per hour, destroying everything in its path. And you know that, so you, you dread what that cloud may bring. A lot of destruction, flooding, a lot of loss of life. All of that is because clouds carry things and clouds are carried by things. We're all kind of different clouds, aren't they? Let me see if I can tell you something. Some are serious clouds. They're low. And, and others are cumulus. Cumulus clouds, buddy, they can be 12 miles high. They're huge. And they're the ones that make those big images in the sky for you. They're nebulous clouds, alto clouds. They're all kind of, of clouds that form different images, and some of them you laugh at and say, that looks like the so-and-so. Or you look at it sometimes, and you'll look at the clouds and say, whoo, that looks like a bad figure right there. It looks like skull and bones. And they can take forms, clouds can take forms that can either make you smile and be happy or they can scare you to death and make you be sad. Clouds, there are all kinds, light and airy. Some of them are dark and stormy and gloomy. Some are brooding. Some provide nourishment with our water, raining blessing down upon others during needy time. Some of us have the potential to do great things because... People invest in us and they talk with us and they feel like that we're worth something. But those clouds, they can go either way. And the Bible tells us to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. If what I've told you this morning is true, and I believe it is, then all of us are in transition. All of us in this house are going somewhere. Is there anybody in the house going somewhere? Or do you just expect to stay like you are forever? Got some bad news if you think that. Because the one thing that is more constant than anything else is change. You can be sure of one thing for certain, and that's change. If you keep growing and you keep living, change is inevitable. 
But if you stay on the right race and you stay on the right track, then that track and that right race that's marked out for you will carry you to a heavenly home. To a heavenly home. And all of us today are in this house in transition. Amen. There will come a day when my change will come. Philippians 3 and 20 and 21 said, Who shall change our vile body and shall fashion it like unto his own glorious body? Praise God when your change comes. Thanks be to God. You will leave this decaying, mortal, corrupting body and you will step into the realm of the spiritual and you'll have a brand new body like unto his own glorious body. But you'll be in transition and will stay in transition until that trumpet sounds and we all rise to meet Jesus in the air. What a day, glorious day and wonderful day that day will be. The Bible tells us that there are words for, for cloud. The word that is used for cloud here in, in 12 of, of Hebrews is nephos. And you know what it means? It is only used one time in the entire Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, and it is a Greek word that means sitting in the clouds. It is actually a translation that in an amphitheater, there are seats that are very high perched, and there are seats that are very low. And what this writing is about is about right now heaven the grandstands of heaven are filled so with souls waiting for their time to come that they take up all the lofty places that are normally in the clouds the usher would seat you he would say your seat's probably going to be in the clouds glory to god and we have this great cloud of witnesses and that's the word that he uses, nephos, is sitting on the highest point of the amphitheater or the sports complex. Why would you want to sit that high, Pastor? So you can see the race. So you can see the race. Is what you're saying to me right now, Pastor, is my mom and dad that have gone on before me are somewhere sitting in heaven's grandstand right now? watching me run this race? That's exactly what I'm saying to you. My dad, my mom, my grandmother, who's in your cloud that are already a part of that cloud of witnesses? Witnesses. Did you know witnessing is such an a integral part of all that we do Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verse 9. The Bible said, After Jesus had spoken these words to them, a cloud received him up out of their sight. Upolambano is the Greek word. It means to cause to rise. When Jesus went outside the city, he said, But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
And after he had spoken these words, behold, a cloud received him up out of their sight. And behold, there stood by them two men in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing upward into the heavens? For this same Jesus, which you see going away into heaven, shall come again in like manner as you have seen him go away. Jesus went away in a cloud. Jesus left this earth in a cloud. While disciples beheld a cloud, the Bible said, received him up out of their sight. And these two men, the Bible said, were angels. They said, why are you gazing up in heaven? The same Jesus is coming again. A witness. Did you know God is a witness? John 8 and 18. I am the one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Hallelujah. Acts 15 and 8. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he gave unto us. God is a witness. Did you know John the Baptist is a witness? John 1 and 7. The same John came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Did you know that the Holy Ghost is a witness? John 15, 26, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Hebrews 10, 15, Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness unto us. Romans 8, 16, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Did you know the prophets are a witness? These Old Testament prophets are a, are a witness. Jesus said, the witness of the prophets. I am the fulfillment of every one of them. In the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 23, verse 11, And the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness of me also in Rome. Wow. Peter was a witness, 1 Peter 5 and 1. The elders which are among you I resort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. The gospel in this book before me today is a witness. Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. But I want to tell you there is one witness that is greater than all other witnesses. There is one witness that you really want on your side. I could provide you many, many more. But this one is mighty to save and he's mighty to deliver. In Job chapter 16 and verse 19, the Bible said, For my witness, my witness is in heaven. And my record is on high. 
My witness is in heaven. My witness is in heaven. And my record is on high. Well, if you won't shout, I believe I will. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mess me a little bit and I'll take off running. Why, why is that to shout about? Why would you shout about that, Brother Irwin? More than anything else, I need God to witness for me. More than anything else, I need Jesus to stand up for me. More than anything else, I need to know that my name is in that book, that my record is on high. More than anything else, that angel that keeps the book, that book that is so important that if your name is not in that book, you won't be in that cloud. That if you don't know the Lord Jesus, you won't be in that cloud. I'm glad the Lord Jesus is what the Bible calls a faithful witness. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and was and is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us, from our sins and his own blood. A witness is one who, number one, provides evidence. A witness. Are you a witness that has evidence? A witness is somebody who provides evidence. A witness is someone who gives testimony. A witness is somebody you hope would have a reputation. What is it called? A credible witness? You need to have a credible witness, one that people would believe, that a jury would believe. Wow. If every member of Harvest Church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Well, that's good. They used to put that in churches, didn't they, Brother Ford? You used to see it on the wall of churches of God, everywhere you would go. Put it on display. If every member was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? What kind of Christian would I be? You see, witness... To give witness of something is to establish that it's a fact that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's to stand up and say, I, I know this is what is right. The Holy Spirit of God wrote that word cloud there to inform us that we are not alone. We are not alone. There are many runners in the race. There are many people who have lived this life and have lived before us a life and a testimony of right doing and living good and worshiping the Lord. 
The Holy Spirit has reminded us of those people that stood the test of time and saw their faith manifested and rewarded. And now they're waiting with excitement for every believer who is working for God and running the race course to make it home to the presence of the Lord. Faithfulness of God to His people. Alford, the great expositor, said there is no greater confidence builder than to know that you're part of the cloud. Clement of Alexander said that great host that is watching us run the race is if they are cheering us on. Cheering us on. Cheering us on. Who is in your cloud? Who Hey, I don't know if y'all used to sing this or not. Who do I know in heaven? Remember that old song? John, you probably sung it a lot of times. Who do I know in heaven? Yeah, it's an old song. Who do you know in heaven? Who is sitting in heaven's grandstands? Who is right now on the top row so they can see you? And saying, come on, Linda. Keep going. Don't quit. Hang in there. You're going to make it. Keep praying. Keep singing the songs. Keep preaching the message. Keep the doors of the church open and going. Pray in the altar. Believe God. Hold on. You mean somebody's in heaven cheering for me? Wow. I think every one of us sitting in this room could readily call the name of someone that would fit that bill for you. That is in the presence of God right now watching you run. And it said, being as you've got somebody watching you run, let's run it right. Is that not what he said? Being as we've got witnesses, this cloud of witnesses that's watching us run. said, let's run it good. Let's run it with perseverance determined to finish the race to make it all the way to the finish line all the way what was it that God led Israel with come on Olivia what was it that God used to lead Israel when he brought them out of Egypt one person in this whole crowd knows a pillar of a cloud and what did God do in, in Scripture, the Bible tells us that God spoke out of a cloud. Was it not on the Mount of Transfiguration when, when Peter and James and John was with Jesus and the Bible said He was transfigured there in His glory and there was a cloud and a voice spoke out of the cloud and said, This is My Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. That was God that chose to speak out of the pillar of a cloud. He led by day by a pillar of cloud. And he led by night out of a pillar of fire. God went before his people and prepared the way through the pillar of fire and the pillar of a, of a cloud. Isn't that fantastic? I just can't get past that, that God speaks to us. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he spoke to them. 
out of the cloud. Do you remember when in Chronicles, the Bible's, you can put it up there for me. I've got it in my notes. In Chronicles where the feast, the, the priests and the people, the, the, the Levites and all of the people that were administrators around the temple, the Bible said they, they could not get into the building. They were there to have service, but they could not get in the building. And the reason they gave was the cloud. The cloud is so prominent and so strong that they said we can't get in because the cloud is so powerful. You know what that cloud was? It was the Shekinah glory of the Lord our God. That cloud was nothing but the presence of the living God that was so strong in the sanctuary that those people that did the administrative things at the temple could not get inside because the Shekinah was so strong and so powerful in that place. Praise God that God speaks from the cloud. I want God to speak to us from the cloud, don't you? I want to hear from God. I want to get in the cloud where God is. I want to be in step with God. I want to run that race with patience. I want to be determined to make it to the end of the race that is set before us. Who is in your cloud? Some of you have a dad that's in your cloud. Some of you have got a mom that's in your cloud. Some of you have grandparents, relatives, somebody that may be a close friend that's going on. Your heart hurt and ached when they left. But to know now that they're in that cloud of witnesses. Sitting in the grandstands. Cheering you on. Doc, can you believe Billy and Ruth are a part of that cloud? And are sitting in those grandstands saying, keep on going, David. Keep on going. Keep on going, grandkids. Keep on going. Keep on going. Why is that? Because God knows our hearts and knows what we need. Knows what we need. Knows what we need. Randall Woody Wilkinson's there saying, Come on, boys, you got to make it. Don't quit now. You got to make it. Brother Russell is there in the presence of the Lord saying, Gretchen, keep going. Don't quit. You got to keep going. Who have you got? Who is in your cloud? Who is in your cloud? Stand with me, please. Let's just blame it on the clouds. It's gloomy and dark outside and looks rainy and all that stuff. Let's just say it's just so gloomy today. Some cloud brought some old gloominess over here and blotted out the sunshine. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus is a sunshine that no cloud can ever blot out. He is a sunshine that no, no gloom, no despair can ever blot that sunshine out. Thank you, God, for your grace and thank you, God, for 
that hope that we have that there is in heaven people that are cheering us on. That there are people, members of this church that have gone on before us that are telling every member of this church today, keep fighting the fight of faith. Keep going on. Keep, keep serving God. Keep, keep on praying and keep on believing. Thank you, God, for people that love the work of God and love the purpose of God. And I ask you to help us, Lord, now and go with us from this place of worship. And God, I ask you to touch all of our people that are suffering with the virus. I ask you, God, to defeat the power of the enemy in Jesus' name. We bind that spirit of infirmity and we ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus to deliver all of those that are suffering with that virus. And God, just keep your people by your great hand. Guard them, O Lord. That cloud that guarded the children of Israel, God, I pray that that cloud would guard and help every one of us. Do that, O Lord, for this great church, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.